Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. It's time to do the Detroit Lions 2023-24 season recap. Before we can fully get into the NFL draft to the offseason free agency, we got to talk about what happened with the Detroit Lions in the sense of grading positions, grading players, how I think they did, what I think some strengths and weaknesses are going forward, and how I think each position group shakes out. We're going to start on offense. We're going to start right with it. Quarterback. We got Jared Goff at quarterback. What would I give him as a grade for this season? Honestly, probably a B plus. This is a little bit because he outperformed my expectation by a bit. Jared Goff proved to be what I hoped he could turn into, and that is an elite game manager. He's never going to win you the game, but he's going to make some throws that are good enough to win games, and he did play well in some big games. He has his down stretches, and that's always going to be in the back of my mind as truly scary, but I think B-plus is a fine mark for Jared Goff. Now there's a big extension coming up for Jared Goff, potentially over $50 million a year. How's that going to look with the team construction of the Lions? But I'm, I'm not sure if the extension will come this year or next. We'll have to see on that, but I'm fairly confident that the Lions will be extending Jared Goff. Now, Hendon Hooker, the backup quarterback, didn't play any last year. I mean, he was practicing, but he never actually got to play. It will be a fun preseason because, hey, we'll get to see Hendon Hooker, even though he's 25 years old, finally getting his first NFL snaps. But maybe they bring in a veteran as a backup quarterback because, of course, Teddy Bridgewater is gone. He's going to coach high school football. Hendon Hooker maybe can be the main backup. We'll see what they do. Maybe they bring back a guy like Nate Sudfeld. Let's go to running back. We'll start with David Montgomery. I give David Montgomery A-. Honestly, David Montgomery was everything I hoped he would be. He was good Jamal Williams. He wasn't just a punishing back, but he could actually make some people miss, get some extra yards, and he was also able to be a punishing back at times when he needed to be. He did have a stint of getting injured, which didn't help, but that's running back position. That's what's going to happen. Do I like how much they're paying him? No, but... Once he's in the door, you might as well start cheering for a guy and hoping he does well. I think Montgomery did well. I think there's some room for him to improve in passing situations. He had a couple drops that I can remember. And pass protection, was it great? No. Was it average? Yes. So we'll go A- minus for him. Jameer Gibbs. I go A. Of course, we're grading on a scale for running backs. Jameer Gibbs, should have they spent the 12th pick on him? No. But was he a great player? Did he make some absolutely electric plays? Absolutely. He got better in pass protection, but that's going to have to be a continued uh, improvement going forward. I do like how they used him. They they used him on the edge well. They could get him a little more involved in the passing game, kind of like Christian McCaffrey's involved, but I go A. He exceeded my expectations a little bit, and man, it's fun to watch him play, and I do enjoy that. Third string running back was Craig Reynolds all year. I give him, I don't know, C+. We'll see what happens with third running back. That'll be an interesting position to see if they draft someone or if they keep a veteran around. I'd have to guess they end up with another veteran whether it's Reynolds or someone else as that third running back going forward. Let's go to wide receivers. We'll start at the top. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I'll give Amon Ross St. Brown an A+. I think he's a top three wide receiver in the league. He's always open. He's so good at so many different parts of the game. He run blocks. He can run the ball. He works the middle of the field. He even was working some outside the field this year. That was a big improvement. I give him an A+. I think he's a top three wide receiver in the league, and I don't think he's number three. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I love the improvement he continues to make year over year. Again, another guy who's coming up for an extension. We'll see what that extension ends up looking like. Probably around $30 million a year, I, w- I would expect. That may get done this offseason. We'll have to see. Jamison Williams. 
man, his grade has been slowly climbing. At the beginning of the year, it probably would have been around a C or a D. I settle on B. I'm not going to go too high, but there was some flashes from Jameson. He began to develop late in the year, catching a few balls to catching a few impactful balls, and all of a sudden he's becoming a true number two wide receiver. I still have hope. He's still developing. He's still young. I love how he plays the game. He loves football. He loves, it looks like, all his teammates, and he's willing to run block. That's another thing you have to do to get on the field, and boy, does he do it. Jameson, I give a B. I think big things are coming and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Josh Reynolds, a free agent at the end of the year. Josh, well, we remember, of course, the two drops in the San Francisco game, but I give him a B as well, I guess. I mean, he was consistent. He caught the ball when he had to. This is odd saying after his two drops, but before this, he had been so consistent. But actually, I'm dropping it to a B-. minus. Tough way to end the year. Will Reynolds be back as their third wide receiver? We'll have to see. I think they like him, maybe a smaller deal, but that remains to be seen. Khalif Raymond as a fourth wide receiver, sure, he's good, B+. He can return punts, had a couple big ones, but is a consistent guy back there. Got injured for the playoffs, so that was disappointing. But Khalif is a, a good fourth wide receiver. I would just like to see an upgrade at third wide receiver going forward. Let's talk tight end, Sam Laporta. you got to give this guy an A+, right? Rookie tight ends don't produce. Well, what do you know? Sam Laporta produces, and now he's one of the best tight ends in the league. This is a great feeling to have. Sam Laporta, if there's one concern I would have for him, is that he caught a lot of contested balls this year. That's all. not always the most sticky stat. I would rather have a guy who can get open than who's really good at contested catches, but it is really nice to have a tight end with good hands. I would like to see his blocking continue to improve. While he's from Iowa, he's not an elite blocker. He has some room for improvement there. Backup tight end was Brock Wright all year. I'm interested to see if they end up changing something with that. He was fine. Give him like a C plus or something. Now, third tight end was James Mitchell. I thought James Mitchell had a decent year, actually. He played better than I thought he would, and all he had to do was play it all to exceed my expectations. I give him, what, B minus? We'll see what they do at these two backup tight end spots. Obviously, Lepore is going to take the bulk of the work, but it's important to have a good backup tight end, especially when they like to run out these jumbo sets and pass and run out of them. Let's go to the offensive line, the absolute stalwarts up front that kept this offense moving. We'll start with the tackles. Panay Sewell, A+. Taylor Decker, I go A-. The tackles were really good. Sewell was a monster moving around in the run game and the pass game. When you scout guys and say, wow, he moves like a, a tight end out there and he's 330 pounds, yeah, that's what Panay Sewell was doing all game. At center, Frank Ragnow, yeah, A+. When he was on the field, he was great. Now, does have some injury concerns. Of course, he has a toe injury that's always going to be there. He gets beat up, but the dude is an absolute warrior. It's a little scary to me knowing that you've got this A-plus center, but he's constantly injured and a little beat up, but you got to love Frank Ragnow. It will be interesting to see what they do at depth at center. I think that's going to be a place they attack in the offseason, especially because Jonah Jackson left guard and Graham Glasgow right guard are both free agents. This was a down year for me for Jonah Jackson. He just didn't play as well as he had in years past. I give him C+. Plus. Graham Glasgow, yeah, this guy was an A. Exactly what you hope for on the guy you signed on a one-year deal, a veteran coming in, playing as one of the better right guards in the league. Yeah, this was good. Here's where the decision comes. Do you resign one, both, or neither of these guys? To me, the p plan is clear. 
You re-sign Graham Glasgow. Two years, probably $25 million deal, maybe a little more. It's a lot for a guard. But to me, Graham has shown that he's worth it. If you can get that money up front soon before the big extensions kick in, that will be key. Jonah Jackson, do you let him go? Hmm. I think probably. I think he's looking for a big deal. That's why the extension hasn't got done yet. And I think you tried to go young at interior offensive line. They got Colby Sorcell from last year as a project. Man, he played bad last year when he did have to play. But I think he's an interesting developmental piece. I think through free agency in the draft, there's going to be a lot of look at guys who can play guard and center. The Lions are going to need a starting guard, and then you need a good backup swing guard center. If you can even play tackle, that would be great. They need some more depth. They're great up front, but they lacked in their depth this year, and it showed when they had a guy out for injury. Let's move to defense. Let's go to cornerbacks, the much maligned cornerbacks. We'll start with Cam Sutton. Man, after about the first eight games of the year, I like Cam Sutton. I probably would have given him a B plus. Of course, we saw what happened. Cam Sutton wasn't able to survive against the elite wide receivers in the league. For that case, I give him a C. I think Cam Sutton can be a good corner. I think he ran into a lot of tough matchups and was exposed by playing a lot of press man. I don't think Cam Sutton is great, but if we can somehow get him to be the number two corner, we can make it work. I'm not out on Cam Sutton like a lot of people are. I give him a C. There was room for improvement, obviously, but I think that improvement can be made. Let's go Kendall Vildor. Vildor played better than people think, especially being a guy that add halfway through the year and threw into a starting spot. I give him a B plus. He gave up some big plays. He just can't catch the ball at the catch point, but he plays great coverage. To me, he was a great addition for what expectations were. I like Kendall Vildor. Now, slot corner, Brian Branch, another rookie who was showing out. I wanted to go A+, plus, but I couldn't quite go A+. Plus. I'll go A. I love Brian Branch. His ability to just move around, play some safety, some outside corner, but slot corner is really where he thrives. Playing against tight ends, playing against slot receivers, he can just do it all. He tackles well. He blitzes well. He covers well. He just doesn't quite have the top-end speed to play safety or corner consistently, but that's okay. The middle of the field, taking that away where a team wants to throw, at least have some coverage somewhere, that's a big win. What they do at this cornerback position going forward, yeah, it'll be interesting. Emmanuel Mosley, they brought on a one-year deal. He tore his ACL again, so he's coming off now back-to-back torn ACLs. I don't really want to rely on that guy. I'm fine if they bring him back again, but Not to be CB2 or even CB1, that would not be a good move. Jerry Jacobs, yeah, he got benched, probably gone. A guy like Will Harris tried to play slot, play outside, play special teams. They may bring him back on, you know, a deal just to be good depth, but there needs to be a true CB1. If you can get a true CB1, maybe you can move Cam Sutton to the other side, bring Kendall Vildor back as depth. You're starting to get better. I would much rather have a defense that has to really fight to get a stop, which is what the Lions are. And just a good offense that keeps going at it. So I think the CBs are closer than a lot of people think. They just need at least another stud or close to a stud. Keeping with the theme in the secondary, safeties, Kirby Joseph. I don't think it was Kirby's greatest year. He did play the run well, but there was some coverage busts that were concerning. It's obviously hard for me to know if that was completely on him. I know he didn't grade well by PFF for the whole year. I'll go C-plus for Kirby. He's got good ball skills. He can tackle well. That will go a long way. I would like him to clean things up with actual coverage, but to me, he seems like a guy who you can just play out there at free safety and will at least get by with him. Let's go C.J. Gardner-Johnson next. Didn't play a lot this year, played toward the end, and I wasn't super impressed when I saw him. I go C-minus for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Expectations were high for him, and then to get injured and then not play super well, we'll see what they do with him. Do they bring him back on a shorter deal? I'm guessing no. You don't really want to be paying a safety that much. I expect he wants big money, but hey, maybe he loves Detroit and wants another one-year deal. If that's the case, I bring him back. If not, 
Well, it was good knowing you, CJ. I appreciate the swag you brought, but we're going to have to find someone else. Tracy Walker. Man, tough year for Tracy. He was one of the OG guys, guys extension, and had the starting role. Ended up getting benched for a Fatou Melifanwu, and now he got cut. Hmm, tough year for Tracy. I like Tracy, but yeah, that was a D-plus year. Didn't play well. Made a couple big hits, but other than that, did he really do anything? I'm not sure. One of the surprises of the year, Afatu Melifanu. He started starting about halfway through the year, and man, what guy was a stud. He could blitz the quarterback really well, actually played decent coverage for what we were expecting. He played great at safety. To me, this team would be in a great spot if they can get Afatu Melifanu as their third cornerback. I give him an A- minus on the year. I would love to have see him be the third safety slash maybe a slot corner blitzing guy who can come in on a rotation so get one more guy in here to play safety whether you bring cj gardner back or you could just end up starting him i think safety is a position where you can afford to not have super studs let's go to linebacker alex anzalone he did alex anzalone things i give him a b minus not great in coverage can play the run leads the defense gets the guys in the right position anzalone's fine i hate that they pay him but they don't pay him that much especially with how high the salary cap is for right now i'm fine with alex anzalone Jack Campbell. Campbell had a rough year. C+. He showed some flashes. I think he'll be okay. Linebacker's a tough position to play. Do I love spending the draft capital? Of course, no. But he looks like a player who will be around, will be able to play, needs to improve in coverage. But he's a hard-nosed downhill guy who I trust to continue to improve. Guys like Derek Barnes. Yeah, he made a big improvement this year. Kind of surprising after we had seen him not be great. I'll go Derek Barnes. What do we think? B-? Yeah, that's about right. He's a fine third linebacker. I don't really like to see him on the field. You have to hope Campbell uh, continues to develop and gets above him. One other guy, Jalen Reeves-Maben. That guy was a stud. Played a lot of special teams, but when he played linebacker, seemed like he was always making improvements. I believe this is his last year of his deal, so he'll be a free agent. I'll be interested to see if they bring him back. I would like to see him back on a smaller deal. Finally, let's talk defensive line. Aiden Hutchinson, I give him an A. Guy was a stud. Guy's proven to be a top, what, seven pass rusher. He just needs some help. Plays the run well, plays the pass well. I love Aiden. Let's go to the other edge side. Who was it? John Kaminsky? Terrible. D+. Charles Harris? Terrible. D-. minus. Romeo and Julian Aquar, sure, give them both Ds. Julian's gone. Hopefully, Romeo's gone, too. We need help on the other edge. This was a, a rotating cycle. James Houston was hurt most of the year. They need another true edge. CB1 and an, another edge to help Hutchinson. That's the absolute need on this team. Interior guys, Aline McNeil, he played well. B+. Plus. Guys like Benito Jones, terrible. D+. Plus. Josh Pascal, who I was hoping for a big step from, didn't really give it. I go C. To me, this is where... The defense needs the biggest amount of work. Needs more edge rushers. None of these guys really panned out. I hope Pascal would take a step forward. Maybe it'd be Houston. But they need a true blue chip edge. I don't think they get it in free agency. I think the draft is where you're going to have to find someone. Maybe you do you know, a smaller deal in free agency and then sign someone in the draft. To me, defensive line is more important than corner, with corner being the number two need for an acquisition. That's all I got for the recap. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at The Light Dwight Show. Give us a rating and review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts really helps out, and we'll talk next week.